Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Talk Witchcraft podcast. I'll be talking about energy work, including energy points, the aura, and three basic energy work practices. You're listening to Talk Witchcraft, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft as a lifestyle and discover how to merge magic into your daily life. Every week, we'll demystify witchy topics like tarot, astrology, crystals, herbs, and more as you develop your personal brand of magic and create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Maggie Hazeman. So witches manipulate our energy and the energy of our environment to bring about our will. And that is why it's important to understand how energy flows within your body. This can help you to do better, to be a better magic user and to be a better human. One of the quickest ways to learn how to influence energy and manifest your desires is to understand how energy flows through your physical and spiritual body. The human body has seven seven chakras or energy points that overlay the physical body and correspond to the seven main nerve ganglia along the spinal cord. Chakra is the Sanskrit word for wheel because chakras are often visualized as a spinning whirl of flowing energy. The chakras vibrate at different frequencies that align with specific colors in the spectrum and correspond to various emotions and physical systems. The chakra system is an Eastern philosophy that originated in India between 1500 and 500 BCE. Knowledge of this energy system that connects body, mind, and spirit was recorded in the oldest text of India called the Vedas. People have balanced their chakras for millennia to feel more grounded, passionate, confident, loving, expressive, connected, and spiritual. The chakras were brought to the West in the early 1900s. The universal application and accessibility of the westernized version of this energy system resonates with many people as soon as they learn it. So witches and other magic users have adopted the chakra system into their practice over time. So there, as I mentioned, there are seven chakras in this westernized version of the energy system, and these are the root, sacral, solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, and crown. Now let's talk about the auras. This is the energy field that envelops all living beings. This includes plants, animals, and humans. The chakras cycle energy through your energy field, and this is how your aura and your chakra system intertwine. Your aura attracts energy, and then when your aura becomes overloaded, the chakras slow down. This results in the presentation of physical symptoms, and this restricts your ability to manifest your desires. So your aura, which is the radiance of your soul, is composed of white light, and all the colors of the spectrum. Most auras have a dominant color that is consistent throughout what is called the auric field. This field represents a person's overall personality and values. So your aura also changes color based on the health of your body, mind, and spirit, as well as the state of your emotional field. 
Your aura consists of seven layers or subtle bodies that interact with the body, the chakra system, and your immediate environment. It is likely that there are more than seven layers, but in our current state of human evolution, we can interact with these seven. So your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual condition, as well as your awareness, your thoughts, feelings, experiences, and health, these will all be reflected in the layers of your aura. So if you ask me, meditative energy work is the single most important thing that a spiritual person can do. It brings so much to the table, both in practical everyday matters and in the mystical and sacred stuff as well. So I want to share with you now three basic energy work practices. These are grounding, centering, and shielding. And each of these has its own specific purpose. The combination of all three results in some serious power. So these three basic disciplines can help to keep your auric field free of clutter and unwanted energy, which keeps your chakras open and balanced. By doing these three basic practices consistently, this enhances your intuitive skills. You might even find that you sleep better and you remember your dreams more clearly. It can help you to enter into meditative state more easily. You'll handle stress more effectively. There's all sorts of benefits of doing these practices on a regular basis. So there are many ways that you can go about grounding, centering, and shielding. And in my free energy work e-course, I share my personal method and more thorough instructions than what I can share here. You can get more information about this free course and find out how to enroll by going to mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash zero zero five. So the first energy work practice I want to share with you is called grounding. And the term grounding comes from the process of grounding an electrical circuit. On a basic level, if an object is negatively charged, grounding allows excess electrons to flow from the object into the earth. And if an object is positively charged, electrons flow from the earth into the object. In this way, grounding is a method for balancing the flow of energy and finding equilibrium. Similarly, a witch can practice grounding as a way to balance their personal energy. It is truly, in my opinion, a vital part of learning to practice magic. Throughout your day, your energies become imbalanced for all sorts of reasons, both magical and mundane. You might experience emotional turmoil, If you practice divination or lucid dreaming, maybe you have an illness. If you do spell work or astral travel or basically anything else that you do, all of your day-to-day activities, these can leave you in a state of too much or too little personal energy. And remember that everything you do is magic and magic is energy. So when you manipulate energy, it pulls your own energy out of alignment. And when this happens, your energy becomes unbalanced, which might make you feel dizzy or have headaches or feel confused, general sense of unwellness, sensitivity to light or noise, clumsiness or tiredness, and all sorts of other symptoms. And the more out of alignment that you are, the stronger you will experience these systems. So grounding is how you realign your energy through connecting in 
with your purpose. It helps you to get rid of excess or unhelpful energy, which reduces your stress and anxiety, and it ultimately lifts your mood. So it's very beneficial to practice grounding right when you wake up. And if, you're, if your schedule doesn't allow for that, then try to practice when you can at some point during the day. Now, the next energy work practice is called centering, and centering gives you a perspective about your own energy by allowing you to differentiate between what is yours and what is in the environment around you. It helps you reinforce your connection to yourself by bringing your energy into focus and helping you feel focused. So think of centering like cleaning up your house after several weeks of not putting things away where they live. There are half-finished projects, maybe a couple of dishes, you haven't unpacked that shopping bag. So all of those material possessions belong somewhere. It's the same with your energy. Whenever you experience extreme emotions, spread your focus between too many responsibilities like your children, your pets, the bills, your work, errands, phone calls, emails, and on and on and on, You and you use your own energy to fuel your magic, there are little bits of your energy that become detached from you. When you are off-center, you may experience nervous energy, inability to relax, restless dreams, overwhelming emotions and outbursts, self-hatred, apathy, or a feeling of being unfocused. And centering helps you to call back and reattach all your bits of energy it helps you to feel whole again. When you center, you get in touch with your true self, your spirituality, your emotions, your thoughts, your creativity, and you are able to put things into perspective. Now, you can also center even if you're not feeling these symptoms. And when you do, it can, it can just help you to focus your energy so that you're ready to work toward your next intention. And the last type of energy work that I want to discuss here is called shielding. In my opinion, this is the most important energy work practice that you can learn as an energy manipulator. If you can commit to starting a daily shielding practice and keeping it up, you are committing to keeping your energy safe and secure. So shielding is a way of protecting your energy. You can build a shield around anything you want to protect, your loved ones, your children and your pets, your home, your car, uh, your, your backyard, your neighborhood, or just yourself. Basically, you set up a barrier to separate the feelings, emotions, and thoughts of others from your own space. And it can, it can prevent energy leeches from draining your energy, protects your energy from spirit attacks and other unfriendly things. It's just a really great way to help protect you from anything that is coming your way. It's a great way to help protect empaths from absorbing all of the negative emotions of other people. So it's just generally a good practice to engage in. Shielding can be especially useful before going to areas with a lot of people, like a concert or a convention or a fair. And these types of, because these types of events have a lot of free floating energy that can be really overwhelming, especially to people who are sensitive to that. So your homework is to enroll in the Energy Work e-course, which again, you can find at mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash 005. 
And when you do, you can learn some methods for grounding, centering, and shielding, and you can try them for yourself. Now, in this episode, I shared the origins of the chakra system and how the westernized version is used in witchcraft. I told you about auras and how your energy field connects in with your chakra system. And then I gave you three energy work practices to try and invited you to join my free course where you can learn how to do them. To find out more about this episode, go to mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash 005. And you can join me in the next episode when we talk about witchcraft practices, including cleansing, meditation, divination, and visualization. If you don't want to miss an episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a five-star review if you don't mind wherever you listen to podcasts because this helps me reach more witches who I can help with this information. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook with the handle at Mumbles and Things. And if you go to talkwitchcraft.com, you can join the conversation about this episode and other witchy topics. This is the Mumbles and Things Facebook group, and it's just really fun. See you inside. Wait, don't go yet. Thanks for listening to Talk Witchcraft with me, Maggie. If you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to check out mumblesacademy.com. Mumbles Academy is the place to be for intuitive souls at any stage of their witch path. Whether you are a wildling at the very beginning of your witchcraft journey and are looking for a safe learning environment, a creator who is committed to your practice and wants to develop your witchcraft skills even more, or a sage who is full of wisdom already and wants to share what you know with others, Mumbles Academy was designed for you. With monthly masterclasses and live Q&As, an extensive archive of courses and trainings, and a supportive community to help you along the way with encouragement and advice, Mumbles Academy is the perfect place for you to be as you continue on your witch path.